0: And our Bible reading for today is uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verses 1 to 7. I'm going to read verses 1 to 7 and then we'll focus our time together on verses 6 and 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked... Will rot. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was talking to uh, somebody just this weekend and they said, "Uh, My birthday's coming up. And I said, Oh, lucky you, that's great. And they said, (laughs) I said, Oh, what's the matter? And they they said, Oh, well, another birthday, another year older, another year older, and I'm closer to the next big birthday, the next birthday with a zero in the title. I said, Oh, yeah, I suppose so. They said, yeah, and then that reminds me that I'm closer to, you know, my final days. With every big birthday that comes around, uh, soon my life will be over. I thought, all right, calm down. It's not that bad. But, uh, but they obviously wanted to, to get this off their chest. So they said, Look, um, I feel I haven't got much time left with each passing year to actually decide what I want from my life. You know, wh- what's it all about? And I feel I just need a good hard think about that. I said, yeah, you should come to church. <laughs> um, but... Do you ever feel like that? You know, actually, I don't have infinite time here on earth. It would be nice, actually, to get my trajectory straight. What do I really want from life? And if you're a bit like me, life gets a bit busy. So the time to come up for air, you know, (gasps) where am I going again? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, They're quite rare, actually. If you actually get time to think about that, it's pretty precious. What I want to offer you today through the Word is just a chance to come up for air and think about where is this going what what does God want for my life what's my trajectory because in the two simple proverbs that God gives us in the word today proverbs 10 verses 6 and 7 it talks about your legacy it doesn't use the word legacy but um do you see that if you have the if you have the bible open still it talks about in verse 6 blessings which crown the head of the righteous so what what will be your crown it wants us to think and then in the next verse, verse 7, the name of the righteous is using blessings, but the name of the wicked will, will rot. So it wants you to think about what's, what's my name? What's my reputation? What, what am I going to leave behind me reputation-wise? So I'm trying to wrap those two th- ideas together, the crown and the name. Um, my, my summary is what's, what's your legacy going to be? What, what do you actually think your life is about? Of course, it it may be that you are so busy, so flat out at the moment that you haven't even got time to really take this in. And if that's the case, well, tuck it away and next time you do get a moment to think about it, think about it then. Because it matters. It matters big time. What is your life for? We are sort of inching our way through Proverbs chapter 10 and as I've explained to those of you who are regular um, I've just, I, I balked at the idea of doing the whole of 31 chapters of Proverbs because it, as you know it's quite pithy, um, an individual saying so I thought well let's just cut a slice out of chapter 10 and we'll, we'll feast on that and then the home groups can roam a bit wider so that's what we're doing that's why there's only two verses today but in our two verses today there's a common word I need a bit of help here so um, there is a word that appears both in verse 6 and verse 7 and it begins with B. What, what's the word, anybody? Blessings. Yes, blessings, okay. So one of you smart Alex is saying, but. The word but is, yeah, yeah I know, I know. But, okay, the longer word is blessings. And uh, so uh, we're think, thinking today, is, is your legacy in life a, a blessing? Or, or indeed, to summarize both proverbs together, blessings are the legacy of the righteous. So is your, is, is your legacy a blessing? And just to keep you working hard, okay, I've got one other question for you. There's another um, uh, set of words that gets repeated in both Proverbs today. It's the something and the something. Can you tell me what it is? The righteous and the wicked. Yeah, you see that repeated in both? Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will rot. So we're, we're invited to compare those two as well. I read one scholar who talks about Proverbs and he says, I used to imagine that Proverbs is so random. You know, you get all these pithy little proverbial sayings. I used to imagine that someone just went out in ancient Israel with a massive great basket on a cart and they went to all the villages and they said give us your proverbs you know give us your family wisdom and your village wisdom and they handed them like a shard of pottery because that's they didn't have paper in those days and you'd scratch out your proverb on a shard of pottery and then you put it in the basket and then you go to the next village and eventually the the, the cart would get back to Jerusalem and they'd pull them all out Oh, what have have we got here okay we must write them down he said I used to imagine it was that way because it seems so random And if you're familiar with Proverbs, it can appear that way, can't it? It can be like, uh, one one about this, one about that. But I don't believe it's random, actually. I think an editor's been through this, and he's put it in a deliberate order. I'll tell you why. Because in the macro, there is a great structure to Proverbs, and you must see this. It's not enough to say it's totally random. Chapters 1 to 9 are passionate letters from a father to a son, pleading with him to get wisdom. Chapters 10 to 22, well, they are the pithy one verse proverbs uh, from Solomon chapters 22 to 31 they're actually slightly longer so if you read the, the, the latter part 22 to 31 it's longer proverbs so they're deliberately they're collected together for a reason and then chapter 31 is like an alphabet of wisdom It sort of wraps it all together in this beautiful character called the wife of noble character so in the, on the macro level it's not random it's it's really beautifully edited and then on the micro level as you've just seen they seem to be put side by side. You get blessings and blessings, get the righteous and the wicked. I was struck that in, in chapters 10 and 11, there's a lot of talk about the righteous and the wicked. So the, the, the phrase the righteous comes 57 times in the whole book of Proverbs, but 21 of them, more than a third of those mentions, are in chapters 10 and 11. So it, se- it seems like in these early days of um, the pithy Proverbs, we're, trying, we're given sort of the elementary curriculum to teach us what's the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Of course, you may still be in a place where you think, yeah, but the Bible is just random. It's just, it's just sort of inspirational sayings collected together in a book. It's really not. It's, it's, it's a beautiful story from Genesis to Revelation, showing the history of God working to save his people. And you see it here in Proverbs, where there too, they're threaded together beautifully. So I pray that over time, God will open your eyes to his book and you'll get the, the full story. But I've digressed a bit. That was, I wanted to show you something of the order of proverbs in the introduction, but here we go. I want I wanted to talk to you today about um, blessings and whether your legacy is a blessing. So let's just break it down into the two, um, the two proverbs that we're looking at today. Firstly, I'm going to summarize the first one as blessings will crown your head and the second one as blessings will use your name. Okay? Blessings will crown your head and blessings will use your name. So firstly, Blessings will crown your head, because it says in verse six, blessings crown the head of the righteous. This is a classic example of what you get in Proverbs. If if you would like a a long biblical phrase to uh, take away and impress people, then how about this? Antithetical parallelism. I can't say it. (laughs) Antithetical parallelism, what it means is, um, you get two lines, and they mean the opposite of each other. They're antithetical, Um, and so what you get here is blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelm, overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. Antithetical parallelism. Plus, minus. Virtue followed by vice. You want blessings to crown your head. You don't want violence to overwhelm your mouth. But what actually are blessings? A little while back, I went for my, um, my COVID vaccine and I went to the, the health center on Lordship Lane and I walked into the, the treatment room and... Um, I was met by the practitioner, and uh, she said, "Morning, how are you? Sit down there." And I said, "Oh, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. How are you?" And she said, with a big smile, "Blessed and highly favoured. Thank you very much." And I looked at her. I looked. <laughs> I'm the pastor. You know, I'm supposed to say things like that. Um, I said, oh, you must be a Christian if you say blessed and highly favoured and people ask you how you are. She said, no, no, I'm not, no, but my grandma was and uh, she taught me to say blessed and highly favoured to, to keep a positive outlook whenever someone asked me that question. I said, oh, we went on to have quite an interesting chat, actually. But um, what does that mean? You, know, you, you may be used to, like, like that um, delightful woman, throwing out the, the word blessed or blessing, mm, but what does it mean? I realised this week as I sat down to prepare this sermon I often sign my emails, blessings, Pete, and uh, I don't necessarily immediately know how to define that, so I've written it many, many times, blessings, I've written it to many of you, but it's quite hard to lock down, isn't it? Or you may say to someone, God bless you, what do you mean? What what are you actually saying? Or we may greet people, or, or when people depart, we may ask for God's blessing in prayer, but what is that getting at? Well, in the Old Testament, when the Jews talked about blessing, and Proverbs, of course, is situated in the Old Testament, they talked about earthly well-being. So they would have meant your flocks and your herds. They would have meant your children and your health, your land and your political peace, earthly well-being. In the New Testament, Christians still had that in mind because they still care about that, but they had broader horizons. So Jesus and the apostles taught people to pray about eternal well-being. So you know, if they pray, if you, as a Christian, you pray, God bless you. I, I have in mind not just your body but your soul you know not just your temporal but your eternal well-being I want to pray for God to bless you that way I have a big horizon in view I had a lovely picture of this recently when I had the sad privilege of leading a funeral for a a great Christian woman and there was a photo on the order of service that really stuck in my heart because it was her at her kitchen table surrounded by uh, children and grandchildren like she was right in the middle in the heart of the home just surrounded by these obvious blessings to her and yet as the service went on it was evident that she was a Christian she had she had hope in Jesus Christ and we were commending her to God and we knew where she'd gone to be with him so she had these incredible uh, spiritual blessings as well wrapped around her in life blessings it says crown the head of the righteous but it adds, violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. For some reason, it's the mouth of the wicked. I haven't quite worked it out yet. I think it's something to do with the antithetical parallelism. So you know, you get the head, blessings crown the head of the righteous in the first line, and, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked in the second line. So I think there's, it's sort of doing physical body parts to show us the, the similarity. But we're being warned here that if you live a consistently wicked life, Violence will catch up with you. To give you a silly example, do you remember Big Brother on telly? Remember that? Yeah, like, uh, what was like 20 years ago. Season one of Big Brother. If any of you, some of you are nodding, right? So run with me. In season one, you remember they were all in the house together, and the contestants. They were being watched like 24/7. Then it was this big new um, idea that the television producers had had. And in season one, there was this character called Nick, who came to be nicknamed Nasty Nick. Because he was horrid. He was just a nasty piece of work on Big Brother. And you know, he'd go around being nasty about contestants behind their back. And even if you haven't seen it, can you guess what happened to Nasty Nick? He got kicked off. Because he was nasty. You know, he, he, he just repeatedly stabbed people in the back with his words. And eventually they realized what he was doing and they stabbed him in the back. And he got booted out. And he said in the, what was that room called with the funny chair? The di- diary room. He said in the diary room, just as they were kicking him out, Ah oh, well, if you live by the sword you die by the sword which is the sense of this right violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked you live by the sword you die by the sword and you might say your cynical but realistic self might sit there and think oh yeah okay yeah nice sentiment yeah blessings crown the head of the righteous violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked but there are too many exceptions to that rule you know nice guys finish last even Jesus the nicest guy of all you might say was was crowned not with blessings but with thorns and he met a violent end. Except he didn't, did he? Because although the story goes, you know, he, he was crowned with thorns and they beat him up, killed him and laid him in a tomb, God was so determined that this proverb would be true that he said, I want blessings to crown the head of the righteous one and he raised up Jesus from the tomb and he put him on a throne in the highest place of the universe and said, now I want blessings to crown your head forever. So it just seems to hold true, doesn't it? In God's economy, blessings will crown the head of the righteous. Okay, there's our first one. Let's do the second one. Second proverb for today: blessings will use your name, verse seven, because it says the name of the righteous is used in blessings. You see, and what is that getting at? It seems a bit odd. What do you mean, blessings will? The name of the righteous is used in blessings. Okay if you can adjust with me it is, is using the same noun blessings but it's just using it in a, it's in a different way before we were talking about blessings that crown your head so good beneficial things that come to me by God's power that's the blessings we were talking about in verse 6 and now I'm, I'm talking about blessings like prayers of blessings um, blessings that a Christian believer might pray and say oh Lord please would you bring good things on somebody else make sense? so it's a, it's a broad and um, flexible word I'm talking about here about the, ver- the verbal prayer that a Christian might pray asking God to bring good things and uh, if you were here last week remember we had our harvest service and I encourage you if you wanted to to hold your hands up at the, at the prayer of blessing which we always pray at the end of the service and we said actually we expect God to bless us because he is the God of blessing he's good and so we expect him to pour it out and we always end our services that way if you have your Bible, there's a little um, footnote. Do you see there's a tiny little italic B um, in verse 48, verse, um, what am I talking about? Proverbs 10, verse 7, do you see? The, the name of the righteous is used in blessings, B. And if you, that means go to the bottom of the page and it says B, verse 7, see Genesis 48, verse 20. So it's giving us a clue, helping us to understand. Should we... Turn with, turn with the Bible editor and have a look at Genesis 48 verse 20 towards the beginning of your Bible. Page 55. Genesis 48 verse 20. If you don't know how to find that, that's okay. Just you listen up and I'll tell you. This is the famous moment at, towards the end of Genesis when Jacob is blessing the generations that come after him his grandsons in particular and it, this happens Genesis 48 20 he blessed them that day and said in your name will Israel pronounce this blessing may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh okay. what's going on there is that Jacob is saying, Ephraim and Manasseh, you're my grandsons and you are so favoured by God that other people are going to see that and in future generations they're going to say, oh, I want you to be like Ephraim and Manasseh because they were blessed and so I want the same thing for you. You see, so this is what it means when it says your name may be used in a blessing. It's like this biblical example. Come back with me to Proverbs chapter 10 if you like let me try and give you because I've been struck this week that the blessings is this phrase we throw out a lot but don't define so for your edification here are just six things that a blessing is and I want to encourage you to use the, lang- the biblical language of blessing. The first, first of six things, six things, it's a biblical privilege. I just looked up the word blessing in the Bible. It comes more than 500 times. They're always doing it. From, from page one of the Bible, God starts blessing things, the animals, the uh, humans, and then the Sabbath day. Then he blesses Abraham. Then humans start doing it too. And so you get the patriarchs, like Jacob and Abraham and um, Isaac doing it. And then the the prophets and the priests and the kings start doing it. So people just start blessing stuff all over the place. It's like this really biblical thing to do, whatever it is. It's not immediately explained. So it's a biblical privilege, a Christian thing. Second thing is it's open to any Christian. So it's not just the prophets and the Solomons of the world that bless stuff in the Bible. It's the farm laborers. It's the widows. It's the songwriters. So it's open to any Christian, that's the second thing. Third thing, it often uses physical actions. So when Jesus met the little children, it says in Mark chapter 10, he took them in his arms, he placed his hands on them and he blessed them. Or in Luke chapter 24, when Jesus ascended into heaven, it says he he lifted up his hands and he blessed his disciples. So it seems to be this physical connection, Jesus did that often. And that's why for instance you know, when we have communion here and we get the children up it's a biblical thing just to put a hand on their head or on their shoulder and, and pray for them so don't need to be scared of that if you're a Christian you know, with someone's consent if, if they're willing to let you put a hand on their shoulder and pray for them then you can go for it um, it often uses physical actions fourth thing um, it often has set words so as we saw in Genesis 48 20 you know, there's this blessing may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh that was like a set formula that that Christians could just pick up and use in the years to come blessings often use a set formula and you may you know if you come here long enough then you you may know the one that we use at the end of church the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always you can begin to ingrain that and and use it yourself with other people so often uses set words fifthly it can be used in all sorts of ways I'm told if you go to South Germany, they may, they may greet you with, God greet you, which is, I, I'm no good at German, but apparently that, you know, that's like a, a Christian blessing there. It means hello. We might say if someone does something really kind, oh, God bless you, it's so kind. So you know, we, we're used to saying that as a, a blessing to people. Often we use it in departures, like at the end of church. You might use it if someone's going on a long journey or they're leaving your house where they've been staying. You know, Can I just pray for God's blessing on you before you go? or you might use it in significant life events like someone has a baby and you visit the baby for the first time. I would love to pray for God's blessing on you and this baby or a marriage or just a hard time so they can be used in all sorts of ways and and sixthly blessings are power-filled words so I just want to encourage you again we have a power-filled God so these aren't just superstitious time fillers You know, here's some religious words that I'm supposed to say I really believe that when I pray God's blessing on you God is good and he's going to fulfill these prayers so they're power filled words because we have a power filled God they're a biblical privilege, they're open to any Christian they often use physical actions, they often have set words they can be used in all sorts of situations and they are power filled words so hopefully you get the idea blessings, blessings, it's a Christian thing We get to enjoy it. And what's more, as it says here, if you live a righteous life, people may start to use your name in blessings. Wouldn't that be amazing? May God make you like Ayo Ajanaku, someone might say one day. (laughs) May God make you like Emma Fox because they were so obviously blessed by the Lord that I want the same for you. So I'm going to pray that for you now. Wow, what a privilege if your name starts being used that way. But, it warns, the name of the wicked will rot. <laughs> that is vivid, isn't it? That's like proper biblical language jumping off the page in front of you. It, you don't want your name to rot and decay. You know, if, if, if my name disappeared, that might be okay. You know, people, people just forget about me and the mistakes I made. That would be all right. But if your name rots, it's still there. It's just, it just stinks. <laughs> like, people still remember you and they don't like it. The name Adolf... Stinks, doesn't it? Because of what one man did to that name. I'm told that in, in Germany, Adolf was quite a popular name for boys before the Second World War. And now, basically, no one uses it because it rots. It stinks because of what Adolf Hitler did to that name. And you don't want your name to be the same. Of course, there is one name that is used in blessings the world over. There is one name for a human being that has crossed cultures and war zones that impacts male and female old and young rich and poor there is one name that the nations hold dear on every continent of planet earth one name is used to confidently plead good things for people from almighty God Jesus Christ of Nazareth as the song we're about to sing after the sermon puts it is a beautiful name that is the name that's used in blessings throughout the whole world what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my king what a beautiful name it is nothing compares to this what a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus my friends what do you want your legacy to be what do you want your name your crown to be blessings are the legacy of the righteous and there there is no direct command in Proverbs 10 6 and 7 it doesn't say right go and do this and stop doing this but it's inspiring us to consider this what do you want your legacy to be You may be here today and you're living a life for yourself. You're just consuming your way through existence, consuming goods, consuming fossil fuels, consuming experiences, consuming people maybe. That's a foolish life. Ultimately, there's nothing beautiful about that. No one's gonna remember your name fondly if you keep doing that. You may be here today and you're considering life. You feel like you're at a fork in the road you don't get too many chances in life to come up for air and to consider your trajectory God is handing you a chance today so will you take it? you could pray to him today and tell him actually I want the way of Christ I want the way of wisdom and blessing you may already be on the path of the righteous following Jesus but perhaps you're tempted to turn aside you know, something kind of enticing you out of the corner of your eye and you think I oh, know I'm a Christian but I really want that sinful thing over there well don't do that for all sorts of reasons I could preach 10 sermons to you on that but for one good reason today what do you want your legacy to be do you want people to remember you as the person who just consumed and consumed whatever pleased you or do you want your legacy to be a blessing or finally you may be trudging along faithfully through some unremarkable years in life well as you plod for God for another week remember that a life lived for Jesus is a life well lived that's inspiring people people use that kind of thing in blessings people talk about that after you're gone that's a crown for you and blessings for other people that's the kind of thing they can make prayers out of so you think about your legacy as you plod and you keep going the name of the righteous is used in blessings but the name of the wicked will rot let's pray Lord God Almighty, we want, want our lives to count for something. We don't want our name to rot. We don't want our legacy to be disgusting to other people. And uh, we see the danger in our own lives. So Lord, in the power of the Holy Spirit, would you make our lives count for something as we follow the way of Christ, as we, as we trust you that blessings will eventually crown the head of the righteous through the gospel of your Son? And that maybe people might even find our name inspiring as we live for Jesus and they might use it in blessings. We long for that. We we consider that a huge miracle. That's the miracle of our existence, Father, if you would use our lives for good in the kingdom of God. But please do it, we pray. And bless us as we set our hearts and our minds determined to do the right things, do the godly thing and to serve God. We pray that you would use us in our lifetime. In Jesus' name, amen.